Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hey there, time for another episode. Today on Chronically Healing, I chatted with Jay of Fearful to Fit. I absolutely loved hearing Jay's story. She's actually the only other person I've ever talked to that has had scarlet fever, so that was interesting. I had it a couple of times growing up, but that's just a random side note. Anyway, um, today Jay tells us all about her story with Epstein-Barr, adrenal hypofunction, and hypothyroidism. I particularly loved hearing all about how she keeps her body healthy so that she is able to show up as the best mom and business owner possible. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on all of these episodes. I am so lucky. I have so many cool interviews on coming up on the podcast, so make sure to listen in. And without further ado, here's Jay's episode. Perfect. Okay. So I would love to just start off and just hear about your story, anything you would like to tell us about your background and why you wanted to be on the podcast. Yeah, so I wanted to be on the podcast because I wanted to share to other people who are suffering with autoimmune that you can still have the life you want. It's just going to take a little bit of adjusting and transition and every day is going to be different and you can still have a business and a marriage and children and really everything you want. You just have to make your lifestyle work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and the chronic illnesses that you've dealt with and kind of any part of your story that you would like to share? Yeah. So I was thinking about kind of like where I would even begin. Cause you know, <laughs> with autoimmune, there's yeah. like definitely stages. Mm-hmm. And so my, when I'm really thinking back, my first stage is when I was nine years old and I went into my parents' room and I was like, mom, my throat is killing me. And so, you know, it was so late at night. She said, go back to bed. And then I was like, I can't, it hurts. So she turned the light on and she said, I was like standing with my head tilted and this huge like lump on my neck was just tilting my head sideways. And And that was literally the first thing I remember of things going really weird. And so Mm -hmm. I ended up having lymphedema in my neck. And um, so I was nine. I went to the ER. I got it drained. And there wasn't anything that really happened again until I was 25. And like definitely things along the way. Mm -hmm. But then the next thing, and lots of strep throat, but the next thing was, I was really sick and I wanted to go actually to Chicago Mm -hmm. to visit this guy I was seeing because he was like, wanted to wine and dine me (laughs) and take me to all these plays. And I was like, woo, like not passing that up. And so I was so sick, but I was like, I must go see Jersey boys. (laughs) So I came back to Seattle and 
I was sicker than a dog. It was like three days later. And, um, I just kept saying my throat was hurting. My throat was hurting. So I went home and my dad was like, okay, well, let me see your throat. Looked in with a flashlight and was like, we got to take you to the ER right now. And I was like, like, I couldn't even talk. And I was like, what do you mean? And so we went to the ER and I had scarlet fever, Mm -hmm. mono. I mean, who even gets scarlet fever? It's night Mm -hmm. or what? It's not 1910. Yeah. And then um, double ear infections, strep and mono. So I had four at one time. And I'm pretty sure that we know in 2019 now that mono's root is Epstein-Barr virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know that then. And so, you know, did the prescription stuff, felt better. And then I went to Thailand and I got there and I started having vertigo mm. and I didn't, I didn't know that it was vertigo. I just was like, does anyone else feel like they're on a boat? I, and I thought I was dehydrated cause it was so hot there. And so eight months later, I came back after being in Southeast Asia and I was like, something just is not right. I don't know what it is, but my skin was gray. I had put on like 20 pounds I was just lifeless. And I was like, mom, like, I don't feel good. And so I start that really started at age 20, 25 or 26. That started going to doctors all over the country. Mm -hmm. And that was when I realized that this was going to be a much longer journey than I had anticipated. And then fast forward to when I had um, an emergency C-section when I had my baby and that was 2017. And after that, I felt like I was dying. Like Mm. everything that I had experienced at 25 and battled vertigo for almost 10 years, it came back and hit me with like a freaking bat across my face. And I was working with a naturopath. She was coming to see me at home because I was two weeks to get to the office. I couldn't go to my baby's check-ins and And, um, and something inside was like something, this isn't just like, I'm weak from giving childbirth, something else is going on. So I got like three hours of blood testing and what came back was hypothyroidism, chronic Epstein-Barr virus and adrenal hypofunction. So it was like the triple whammy. Mm -hmm. And from that point, I've kind of turned to alternative. Mm -hmm. Like I I'm all about, I mean, I've been out about alternative and holistic for a really long time now, but I'm really about the integrative functional, like really, I don't say no to, well, I say no to like like really drastic things, but I think if you can find a few things that work for you, you just want to feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really like what led me to today and yeah. Yeah. Were there ever times where you, like you, you felt really negatively impacted by all of this? Did it like really, I mean, you're talking a little bit right after you had your baby, but were there times where you couldn't um, go to work? You couldn't like, oh yeah, like anything like that yeah. where it really negatively impacted the rest of your life? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, depression, I was, it was, 
so bad that at one point I was teaching full-time fitness classes. And I, I mean, that I think is definitely one of the stems of getting the adrenal hypofunction Yeah, because it's like, I was doing bar with the students and I was like teaching a lot and I would teach one class in the morning and then I would sometimes sub a class after that and I'd come home and I'd lay on the couch mm-hmm. and I'd lay on the couch for the rest of the day until I had to go teach again at 5 30. Mm-hmm. So it, and I remember one time being on the couch and I was telling my then fiance, I was saying, um, I was like, I would rather die than feel like this for another day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, I would get subs for my classes a lot because how can you seriously teach fitness when you have vertigo? Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't, I would, I would, that. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was literally insane. Like I'd be like up you know, with leg raises and I would see their legs being like on the ceiling and oh I'd gosh. have to like sometimes lean against the wall and just be like, like really talk myself into being like, you're okay. Just breathe. You're okay. Mm-hmm. You can go home soon. You can go lay on the couch. You're going to be okay. Just get through this class. Yeah. 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 When, like, what do you do? Do are you still having symptoms? Like what do you do to kind of keep yourself living your healthiest Yes. So sleep is kind of, it's one of my non-negotiables. Sleep is key. I really, 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 I'm a natural night owl, but Mm -hmm. I really try to go to bed at like latest 11, latest. (laughs) And, And then I sleep, like I don't wake up and work out or wake up and meditate. Like as long as I can sleep, I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that's really helped me is Chinese herbs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's been one of the biggest godsends because Mm -hmm. there are so many things about having autoimmune issues that have to do with your blood and like weak blood. And so I get my pulse diagnosis he sees if I need to change up the herbs and then I take, um, vitamin D. Sometimes I go get B12 injections. Hmm. Um, I, I went from being like an extreme exerciser and now, yeah, I'm not as strong as I used to be, but I go on walks. I like to go to yoga. Mm-hmm. I like to go to bar just a few times a week, but really it's like green juices, making sure I'm eating unprocessed foods as much as possible. I'm not perfect and I don't want to be perfect because I think you should still be able to live your life with some fun. But yeah, um, yeah, those are the things that have worked for me, but it always changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like once you find the perfect concoction yeah. then it's like, Oop, nope. Got to switch that up. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It ha- you're just like, yes, I'm working it out. And then you're like, wait a sec. What is going like one weird symptom will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Or, um, I'm not sure if you, for me, it's when I have to travel for work, like I'll be, I'll be going great. I'll be going great. And then I travel even just a short travel and I come home and I'm just like, Okay. Well, (laughs) time to restart. Yes. Yeah. You have to be on the couch for like two or three days after Mm -hmm. like a travel or, um, yeah. And I think like the biggest thing is you have to change your mindset to be like, I can't be who I was before all this happened, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to adapt to the person 
you are now and know that it's also not going to be like this forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that the person who you are now is great too. And like, for me, I've always found like my chronic illness can definitely be debilitating at times. It can be literally to the point where I can't get out of bed. I can't go to, I can't go to work, but at the same time, it's made me look at and think about life differently. I am more excited about different things and I take better care of myself than I ever have before because I know that I have to, otherwise I won't be able to get off the couch, things like that. So it can be really negative, but it can also kind of bring this whole new light to the way that you look at your life and the way that you go after things in your life, I think. 100%. Yeah. 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 Did did you have, like, were people very supportive in your life? You said that your parents were, it seems like your parents were pretty supportive. Oh yeah. They, my mom was just like, you know, she would cry with me and we would try to figure out what was going on. She went with me. I mean, I've, Anyone who has autoimmune has probably done all the things I've done too. Like the CAT Mm -hmm. scans, the x-rays, like, you know, something is wrong and doctors will be like, oh, you know, you probably have anxiety and you need to go see a therapist. And you're like, for God's sake, if if one more person (laughs) says that to me, I'm going to fly off this friggin' mountain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Parents, super supportive. My brother is very supportive. Um, and then sister has, I think it's honestly hard for a spouse to understand if they've never experienced it, but they try mm-hmm. as best as they can. And I think for any, anyone who's listening who has a spouse with autoimmune, the best thing you can do is read about what they might be going through. Mm-hmm. And that's like the sexiest thing you can do as someone who suffers mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Yep. You're like, totally. oh my God, you know about what I'm going through? Like, this is so hot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or um, sometimes my fiance will kind of help me put together plans. So for example, I yeah, I'm I have to do some stuff for like hormonal healing pretty soon. And um, he's been like reading the same books and like writing down. Wow. To take stuff because he knows if I'm not prepared, I'll go like off the wall and I won't do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yes. which is really helpful. But I think there's also that that fine line that's always hard with a spouse or a partner too, where, um, sometimes I'm like, okay, let me, <laughs> let me decide what I want to do. Yeah. You know? But yeah. it's still, it's still really great to have supportive people in their lives. I've like, I've talked to a couple of people that, um, maybe they don't have as supportive of a partner and I, I just can't even imagine going through some of the things that I've done without someone that at least is trying to understand. So yeah. And I think it, it takes time. Like mm-hmm. maybe when you're describing how bad you feel, they don't really get it. But then when you live with them, they're like, whoa. And then yeah. after it go after it goes on for longer than like, say you live with them a year and they see you going through things and then time goes on and you'll be great for like, like we said, like you'll be great for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then there's like something hits and then you're just sobbing because you're like, I thought this was over. Like, when is it going to stop? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like a constant, constant whirlwind and like up and down, just like everything though in life. I mean, yeah. everything's like that. But um, sometimes it's hard when you get kind of stuck in your own little bubble of how you're feeling to, mm-hmm. you can make yourself feel a little bit more alone than maybe you even are. So 
So yeah, totally, totally. That's and it's it's also like when you have a business and you don't feel good, it's really you know, you really have to think about what you want to share. Yeah. And, and I think that can be isolating, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, not just on social media, but like when you're trying to empathize with your clients, you can't be like, well, I was just, I was like lying flat for the last three days because there there's, it's, it's hard to just, it's hard, but I feel like when you're honest and you're vulnerable mm -hmm. with what you're going through, you connect more to people. So you don't have to like put on this brave face. You just be mm -hmm. who you are. And then that allows other people to do the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. That brings me to, I would love to hear more about your business and like how you got started with that, when you started it and what that's all about. I think people would be really interested in knowing more, more about what you do. Yeah. Um, I, well, I really believe that the autoimmune journey led me to being so interested in holistic health. Mm -hmm. So I was teaching fitness classes and then I was like, oh man, this is tiring. And so I knew I wanted to do something with groups of women that was active. And that's how it started. I started leading these walks around mm -hmm. Seattle. And so I led these walks. And then I was like, Ooh, I started to add some yoga in there because I've been teaching since 2011 or maybe, yeah, maybe that's right. And then <laughs> I'm like, what is it? And then I started teaching fitness classes and I called them fit girl. And I was like, fit girl classes. And so I would teach those a few times a week. And then I started leading retreats mm. and it just be like, literally it's an idea. And then I run with it and I'm like, Ooh, let's see how this works out. So I led a retreat and, and I taught the fitness classes and I don't even really remember. It was so long ago. The first one, I think there was like probably one emotional workshop that we talked about what was going on in our lives. And then from there, I was like, Ooh, I really love that part of the retreat. How do I get more of that? And then that's kind of what led me into being interested in getting that other mindset eating piece mm -hmm. with it. Like I was like, okay, yes, you can work out, but I know so many women who are working out like extreme seven days a week, sometimes doubling up and they're trying to lose weight and they've lost weight and it, it comes back. I'm like, what is this? And, and I was on the same journey. I was like, I want to lose like, I didn't know how much weight I wanted to lose. I just knew that I wasn't at my natural weight. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I have some extra fluff. I don't know what this is and I don't know how to get it off and I'm not going to diet to get it off. Like, yeah, I did not want to do that. So then I signed up for Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And at first I signed up because I was like, I want to, I want to heal whatever is within me and learn how to lose weight without going on a big diet. So mm -hmm. I signed up for that. And then I was like, Oh my God, I really love this. Like they're talking about working with clients and at that point, I had no confidence mm -hmm. about doing something like that. But then like halfway through the program, they're like, you can have like beta testers as clients. And so I was like, oh, that's a fun idea. And so I brought on like three gals and we just did like in exchange for free coaching. I was like, please allow me to use what I've learned and let's see if it gives you results. Mm -hmm. So within a month. I had three women and 
I found that I loved it. I was mm. like, this is awesome. And so I, that's kind of where everything started. And so over time, it's now been since for about six or seven years now, but over time, I've really condensed it into retreats, private coaching, a mastermind. Um, and I think those are my three, those are my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my wheel and it's, it's weight loss mindset. And I don't even say autoimmune. I just just describe it like adrenal fatigue. You're crying for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, you have stomach issues, you have body aches, you're stiff, your mind's cloudy. Like you experience weird symptoms, like your jaw hurts, earaches. Like, you know, I describe it, but I don't say like you have hypo or Hashimoto's or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool though. I love the idea of retreats. Those are something that I feel... I feel like you can get so much from them. Like just you can be with other people who are kind of feeling the same way as you. So you get that community feeling, but then you also get to go somewhere different. You get to try something new. What is, what are your retreats like? I would love to hear about that. Oh my gosh. It's like literally one of my favorite things in the entire world. (laughs) Um, It's be, and it's probably because I get to create the entire thing from start to finish. And at this point, this will be my fifth retreat but it feels like everything, you know, when you do everything enough, it just gets easier and easier and easier. So the retreats, they're three days. Um, they're all local to Washington. And I'm, I've thought about going bigger, but it's just logistics that hang me up. But so it's all Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory. There's nothing processed. It's all homemade. Um, and there's, either all teach a bar class. Um, but you know, there's no bar, so it's total improv improvisation. And then I bring, I'm like, what is it? And then I bring in, um, I bring in a gal from LA and she's going to teach like, so they're different every time, but there's workshops, there's fitness, there's food, but a lot of it, like this one I have coming up is called activate your gifts retreat. Mm -hmm. And so every retreat has a different intention. There's been okay. the beauty detox, um, break free. This is activate your gifts. So there's an intention and there's a workshop that goes along with that. So like I found that the women that have signed up for this one, they're all like, they know that there's so many things inside of them and they might have signed up for like their personal trainers or yoga teachers, bar teachers, their teachers, their counselors. Like they have 7 million certifications, but for Mm -hmm. some reason they're like too scared to propel into that next level. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of my job during this particular retreat is to be like, what makes you the happiest and how do we get you to that point? And that's really It's a lot of mindset work. It's a lot of breakthroughs. There's always crying, like the entire room (laughs) is crying. Yeah. There's always like laughing so hard that you feel like you're going to diarrhea or something. (laughs) Yeah. um, And then it's like, I watch women transform from like the first day they get there. They might be like really nervous about being there. Maybe they don't know anyone else. And they're like, what the hell did I get myself into? And then by the last day, they're like, okay, what's your Instagram? And, like, <laughs> and, and 
let's meet up like next month. And that is the goal of just creating this really leave the mask at home, be who you are. These are essentially strangers. Mm -hmm. I'm probably a stranger to 70% of them. And so it's like, but we're all there for a reason. And so it's just retreats are honestly, there's so much work, but they are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do like one a year or two a year? Yeah, I did two last year and Mm -hmm. my autoimmune was like, what the F is happening? Yeah. 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 It was like, what did, were you thinking? And so this year I was like, let's be a little bit smarter and Mm -hmm. do one. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So how do you like, as a business owner, are you like, how do you keep yourself moving and healthy and being still like the best coach that you can be, but while also making sure that you're doing things like this, where you cut a retreat Mm -hmm. if you need to, or something like that. So I try to like, there's little things I do. I try to move around a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm at my desk, I'm always standing Mm -hmm. and I don't have a desk. If I'm at my computer, (laughs) I like have it on the kitchen counter and sometimes mm-hmm. I have like one leg up on the kitchen counter just to get a stretch in. Like I try to stretch throughout the day, drink water. I have an online business manager that mm-hmm. I didn't have a team mm-hmm. until year six or seven. So like anyone yeah. who's business or even in year five and you're just like terrified to do that. But if you struggle with this and like the technology stuff just makes you not follow through with things. My suggestion is to get a virtual assistant, Mm. start there. You can go super cheap on like Fiverr or whatever it is. Mm. You can get one for super cheap. Um, just like to take some of the things off your plate. That's my biggest thing is outsourcing what I can. Yeah. It's expensive, but it's totally worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't take on a lot. Like I have a max amount of clients I see. The mm-hmm. max I see a day is three. That's it. Okay. And yeah. if that means that I make less money, I'll make it up in other ways. Like I have a calendar coming out and like a big pre-launch party about that. Like I, I just do not let, like even if I'm on the couch and I'm just like dead to the world, I take a day and I'm just like, I'm not going to do anything today. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. If I have to rearrange client sessions, I'm going to do that because I can't Mm -hmm. like emotionally, physically cannot. Yeah. And I think that when you're vulnerable with the people that you're working with, with things like that, they're much more even just uh, like available to that. They're open to that. They're not, they don't get mad. That isn't something that they get upset about because they understand, like they understand exactly. needing to take a break and yes. And yeah. Yeah. And, and to add on, I just was thinking like, so, you know, I have the Chinese herbal guy mm-hmm. that's like, I have a team of not only like people supporting me in my business, but supporting yeah. me in my health. Yes. And, and that you seriously, you cannot do it on your own. So if that means that I don't make a juice at home and instead I go to press juicery and pick up like eight juices just to make it easier on myself, I do that. And I don't feel bad about it. Or, um, I have an intuitive healer that like, Mm. yes, she is amazing. Her name is Bridget Flynn and her company is everyday psychic. So she's an intuitive healer and psychic. And so like, sometimes I can feel really heavy and I'm like, Bridget, 
are you available? And she's like, yes, girl, got you. So then I schedule a session with her and I just, I feel like a lot of the thyroid stuff and this is going to get on another level right now, but the thyroid stuff is from not voicing my opinion. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. That throat chakra. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so I think if you understand things like that, that it's not just food, it's not just drinking, it's not just, you know, getting all the vitamin B12 shots and the supplements and all that, like, but it's learning how to honor your boundaries, learning how to speak your mind, like Mm -hmm. stop, if you can stop suppressing what you want to express, Mm -hmm. things will literally feel like a weight off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've, I've heard that too. Um, for me, it's been perfectionism has been an issue that I dealt with just growing up. So, um, and then just not speaking my own truth, just wanting to make everyone else happy, being that people pleaser and kind of not voicing how I'm feeling about something, not voicing my own opinion. And I totally believe that that feeds into things. I can tell when I continue to do that, that I feel worse. Um, and, and that was something, honestly, when I first heard about it, I was like, "Mm, this seems kind of silly. But honestly, once I started actually speaking my own truth and started saying what I wanted to say and started being my own advocate, I started feeling better. Like it all, it's like all in one holistic space. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I love that you have a team too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean... I'm, I'm going to be 35 this year and I could continue thinking I'm not worth it and that it's too expensive and that, um, I can get better on my own and all these things that actually aren't true at all, mm-hmm. you know, cause I can't get better on my own. I'm not an expert. Yeah. I don't see over my mind, like I, or my body, like I can't see things about myself that other people can. So mm-hmm. yeah, that is but it all comes with time. Like at the beginning, I was just like flying to California every three months to see a muscle tester. Cause he was the only one that was able to stop my vertigo with like a hundred million supplements. And you know how expensive, mm-hmm. like it was redonkulous, but I did it because I was like, I refused to feel like this. I was like 20 something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 It can be so overwhelming sometimes, but I think like, doing whatever you can. Like if you, if you can't afford to do certain things, well then work on the things that you can't afford, work on your food, work on your movement, work on your mindset, work on, and then eventually like when you can spend a little bit more money in other places, or honestly for me, it was kind of realizing that I had to spend more money. Like I had to organize my budget. Like, do I need to go out to eat this often or do I need to go to my naturopath? She weighs out (laughs) a little bit. So I think, I think that that's really important too, is just reorganizing priorities. Like we said earlier, like remembering that you can't be the person that you used to be and that's okay. But now we need to take care of this person and make this person grow as much as, as much as you can. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where, so where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, if they want to follow you, if they want to join one of your cool ass retreats? (laughs) Yeah. So everything is at fearful to fit.com. So like, Mm -hmm. 
uh, website. Email is j at fearfultofit.com. Instagram, Facebook, fearful to fit. Like it's all that. And I really, I came up with that name because I think with um, struggles, like emotional, physical, spiritual, all that stuff, it's like, there's so much fear around it. And then it's mm-hmm. like, when things start coming together, the trilogy of just sisterhood, soul, um, like just feeling better in your body. It's literally like, it's not even fit that you imagine a person in a magazine. It's like fit mind, fit everything. And I was like, Ooh, I love that because yeah. a lot of the women I work with are so fearful and have so much anxiety. And it's like, you don't have to live like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing to me is I'm just like, you don't have to live like that. Yeah. And sometimes you just need someone to show you that way a little bit, because I think when you get so caught up in the way that you've always acted or the way that you've always been, it's hard to kind of see past that. And for me, when I've worked with people, just they can see that outside perspective and help pull you in a different direction so that you can be just in a better place than you were before. And I think that's important. Yeah. And I mean, I have people that do that for me. They, Mm -hmm. they, they take me from one place to the next. And it's like, we all have, like, I always say it, doctors have doctors, Mm -hmm. you know, healers have healers, CEOs have coaches. Like I just read the other day that Leonardo DiCaprio's, um, life coach is Tony Robbins. And I was like, that is badass. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) I know. I was like, yeah, like everybody needs someone to lift them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it's like, who is Tony Robbins? Is it like Oprah? Well, yeah. <laughs> like who does he have? I don't even know. Maybe he just like gives himself pep talks. I don't know. He seems yeah. at what he does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I will have all of your information in the show notes for everybody to listen to and, or to reach out to you if they would like to, but is there anything else that you'd like to tell the community while you're on the podcast here? Yeah, I just want to say that if you are feeling defeated or like things are never going to get better, staying Mm -hmm. in that mindset will attract exactly that. So if you want to start changing things, you have to start even like it's not even a fake it till you make it attitude. It's uh, I am like I have a mantra that I always use and it's and I it satisfies me on so many levels, but it's I am rich, I am wealthy, I am healing, I am healthy. And Mm -hmm. I say that continuously throughout the day. So it's like, and it's so easy and it's fun to say and it peps me up. Yeah, yeah. Plus it rhymes. It's easy to like, (laughs) to remember. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's so important. There's like, if you, that's actually a big reason that I started this community in the first place is that I feel like when I found out that I had health issues, I, I went online, I went and looked for a community and I was met with like a lot of negativity. I was met with, you know, scary comments and people that were in much worse places than me. And when you're in that mindset, it's so hard to to get out of it and to not be pulled down by it. So I think that it's really important to, to focus on that, to surround yourself with people 
um, that are lifting you up to unfollow those Facebook groups that aren't oh, lifting yeah. you up, things like that. Like you don't even realize how much that feeds into your mindset. And, um, and yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. just like a really good, important place to start and to put a lot of effort toward because it's not always easy. Like some days you're going to feel crappy and, and that's okay, but it's just not letting yourself stay there and never be able to come back up. And I know so many people who I see them post all the time on like Facebook or Instagram about, um, oh, a full moon's coming, all the migraine sufferers watch out or like, you know, it's like putting that out there to me mm -hmm. is like, well, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to get a migraine. Yeah, exactly. You so know, like, pulling that right towards yeah, you. I'm just, exactly. Exactly. You're pulling it right towards you. When you put that stuff out, it's like, oh, well, I read that hypothyroidism. These are the symptoms. And so I have those. And I'm like, but did you have them before you read? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe WebMD problem. <laughs> oh, God. Do not Google. Yeah, do not Google. <laughs> do not Google. That's, that's the key piece of info. Yeah. Yeah. Tip number two, do not Google. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I loved having you on the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and leave us a review. Reviews help us grow and I'd appreciate it so much. Um, if you're interested in learning anything else about Jay, all of her information is in the show notes or in the blog post that I write for each podcast, or you can find her anywhere by searching Fearful to Fit. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.